Want to create a compelling presentation in half the time? Grab your copy of the C Methods Presentation and Speech Template. This free template will help you prepare a speech or presentation that will engage, influence and inspire your audience every time. Download it for free at thecmethod.com slash speech template. Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar. Welcome to episode 138 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here. I'm so excited that you're joining me today. Welcome. Today we're talking about what not to do in a presentation. Now, normally I'm very positive and uplifting and I try to share things that you should be doing. You know, this is what you should do, positive things to do. I don't normally focus on what not to do, but I've had some fantastic inspiration. I was inspired to do this podcast by one particular presentation I witnessed a couple of weeks ago at a networking event, and it made such a big impact on me. I thought, I have to share this. Now, I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen too, presentations and speeches of all styles and standards. They range from highly engaging and very funny to long and ranty to dry and dull to slow and awkward. But this one, this one was just plain offensive. It started badly and then it spiraled down in ways that I couldn't even predict from the poor opening. So I've picked four mistakes, four public speaking mistakes to avoid. These ones were brilliantly demonstrated in this case study presentation. Now, for those of you who receive my weekly email newsletter, you would have already read my tips for avoiding mistake number one. I couldn't wait to share the story with my uh, email subscribers. So I did share that and I pr- did promise that I would build upon it on the po- in the podcast. So here it is. Oh, and if you're not on my email list, by the way, you totally should be. That's where I keep you updated with upcoming events, special offers and bonus tips around confidence, speaking and communication. All you have to do to join up is go to thecmethod.com and sign up for any of my freebies and you'll be automatically put onto the weekly list. Okay, let's get into it. Four public speaking mistakes to avoid. Now, this presentation that I had the pleasure of experiencing took place at a networking event and there were about 20 people there seated around a large conference table. And the presentation was on the topic of life insurance. I know, I know, life insurance is not exactly the juiciest of topics, but that aside, after the presenter was introduced, they stood up and this is what they said. So I haven't prepared anything for today's presentation, but as I was driving here in my car thinking about what I could talk about, I decided that the topic of life insurance was really important. So I'm going to wing this a bit, but hopefully it all works out okay. I almost let out an audible groan as I immediately regretted my decision to show up to this meeting, and I'm certain I wasn't the only one. Public speaking mistake to avoid, number one, not preparing for your presentation. Now, I know this sounds like a no-brainer, but many people still do not take the time to prepare for their presentations. And here's the problem with this. When we don't prepare, we get stressed. 
Okay, it just happens. We get stressed. And when we get stressed, our bodies prepare for fight or flight, which means that all of our blood and oxygen rushes to our limbs to get ready to run or punch something, which leaves very little blood and oxygen to flow through our brains to actually think straight. And when we don't think straight, it means that you're not going to be as effective. You're not going to think as clearly. You're more likely to have mental blanks and you're not going to feel as confident when you're up there. And that's why it's so important to breathe and try to relax when you're presenting. This is something I go on about all the time. And I know that it's hard because speaking is stressful. I get it. I get stressed too when I speak. So it is hard to to fully relax, but not preparing will only add to your stress. And that is not what you want. And when I say prepare, I don't just mean writing it out and reading it over, over and over again. I mean actually saying it out loud. And I have filmed myself preparing for speeches and and I've sent them to my email subscribers and they've been able to see me stumble through um, the introduction of a speech and try to get it right and doing it over and over and over because that's what it takes. You have to stumble through it because you need to hear the words that you're saying come out of your mouth and hear if they sound right. Sometimes when we write, it doesn't come out the same when we say it. So just writing out your presentation and reading over it does not count as adequate preparation. Okay, you've got to verbally say it out loud. Now, not preparing is mistake number one, and it leads me on to public speaking mistake to avoid number two, admitting you're unprepared. Okay, so this presenter not only didn't prepare, but told everyone that they had not prepared, and that was the opening of the of the speech. Now, some of you might be thinking, oh, but I want to tell people that I haven't prepared so that they'll judge me less if I mess up or if I don't do a good job, because then at least they know, oh, they haven't prepared. So it's, you know, you're forgiven if you if you don't do it well. Now, for me, this is a terrible mistake to make to, to tell people that you haven't prepared because it shows a complete lack of respect for your audience. Remember, in communication, each side is educating each other all the time. You as the presenter are one side, the audience is another side, and you're both educating each other all the time. Now, if you're wondering what that means, I'll give you an example. By showing up and being attentive, the audience is effectively saying, we have taken time out of our day to be here and to listen to what you have to say. All right, so that's what the audience has communicated with their actions of simply showing up. And in this case, the presenter communicated through through what they said they they effectively communicated I don't care that you've taken the time to be here my time is more important than yours so you can just deal with a botched together talk so there now even though the presenter didn't actually say that that's essentially what they are saying by telling everyone you know what haven't prepared today I mean can you imagine if I started this podcast with Oh, hey everyone. So haven't prepared anything today. I thought I'd just wing it. So I thought I'd just tell you about my day and what happened and I'm just going to talk for the next hour. So there you go. No, you would turn me off, right? It shows no respect for you, dear listener. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day and the host was basing the whole episode around this one quote and he goes to say the quote and he goes, oh man, I can't remember the quote. Wait, I'm totally going to mess this up. Wait, hang on. It's about cutting down a tree with an axe in 10 hours. Uh, something about like, give me an axe and I'll, and I'll cut it down or I'll sharpen the axe in 10 hours. Oh, wh- wh- whatever. Anyway, 
And he went on to talk about the episode and I'm like, dude, dude, your whole episode is based around this one quote and you couldn't Google it. It takes about five seconds. Could you not take the time to Google it? It shows, to me anyway, it shows a a lack of respect for the people who are listening. Besides, telling everyone that you haven't prepared just comes across as an excuse. You're making an excuse as to why your presentation may not be any good. And the audience doesn't want to see that. They're there looking up to you as a leader. Show them. Show them that you're meant to be there speaking to them. Okay? Sometimes you do have to just fake it until you make it. So if you have made mistake number one and you find yourself in a situation where you have not prepared for a presentation and you haven't had time, here's my tip for what to do. Don't tell anyone. Yep, that's it. Don't tell anyone. Just go ahead as normal. Most people won't even notice, I promise. And it's better to stumble, to mess up, but recover well and still have the respect of your audience than to buffer your mistakes with an excuse and offend everyone. Of course, the best way to avoid this altogether is to actually prepare your presentation. So see mistake number one. Okay, I'm going to go back to my case study story. The presenter went on to explain why life insurance is important and then they attempted some audience participation, which on paper sounds good, but this is what they did. They got everyone to stand up and then they asked, do you have life insurance? If you do not, then sit down. So then a few people sat down and then they went on to ask, do you know how much you're covered for? If not, sit down. Do you know who you're insured with? Sit down. And they went on progressively and asked, you know, further questions and got everyone to sit down until there were a handful of people standing left who had very, very comprehensive insurance, knew exactly what their insurance was all about, knew exactly what they were covered for and all of that. So they knew everything there was to know about insurance. Now, I love audience participation. I'm always asking the audience questions, getting them to raise their hands and so on. Now, the issue I have with this particular type of audience participation in this case study presentation is that the the presenter was forcing the audience to reveal things about themselves that they may not want to reveal. Having life insurance is quite a personal thing. And if you're up there telling everyone, oh, it's so important that you have this and let's make everyone who doesn't have it sit down so we all know who doesn't have it, It can be quite embarrassing for some people who think, oh, should I have life insurance? Oh, I'm the only one, I'm one of the few that doesn't. Oh, am I stupid for for not knowing this? And you're making it clear in front of the whole group. So as a result, you run a very high risk of making the audience feel uncomfortable. And that is not what you want. If you want to build trust and engagement with your audience, you do not want to make them feel uncomfortable and awkward. Think about it. Imagine if a marriage counsellor, for example, stood up to talk about how to have a happy marriage and then said, okay, who's happily married? If you're not happily married, sit down. How awkward would that be? People don't want to admit that stuff, it's especially in a, in a business context where they don't know everyone particularly well. So that brings me to public speaking mistake to avoid number three. Forcing the audience to participate in a way that makes them feel awkward and uncomfortable. 
Now, I'm all about getting people out of their comfort zones. That's what I talk about. You know, if you want to improve your confidence, get out of your comfort zone. But at the same time, you need to understand that simply participating in a presentation is uncomfortable for a lot of people. Simply getting people to raise their hands or talk to their neighbor or write something down or stand up, that's hard. That's uncomfortable for a lot of people. So, Doing that as well as admitting something that you may be somewhat embarrassed about or revealing something personal about yourself, that's even harder. So if you are going to incorporate some audience participation, make it easy for them and make sure that they feel good about participating and not, and not have weird, uncomfortable feelings. This also applies to if you're presenting and getting your team or your colleagues to participate as well. Um, in, so in this presentation, the speaker asked their young colleague, so they had a colleague there who was filming it, and the presenter, after asking all the audience to stand up and sit down and participate, they then asked their young colleague to share a story off the cuff. So again, the presenter said, hey, Mike, just making up a name here, hey, Mike, can you share the story of what happened to you earlier this year? So poor old Mike again, not his real name, puts the phone down and says, oh, well, um, so I, I have a, a few moles on my back and I, I early this year I got them checked out and they were okay and then I got a, a call a few weeks later to say that one of them was actually cancerous. Um, but it was good that I had income protection insurance because it meant that I wasn't so stressed during that time that I had to go to the doctors and, and, and get it removed and, and couldn't work. And I was sitting there going, are you serious? That's so mean. Why would you make him share that story? So not only is the audience feeling all awkward, this poor kid has to share this story of how he has cancer in front of everyone, which again, very personal, something you may not want to share in front of, a, in front of an audience that you don't know very well. And then, yeah, it gets better. The presenter asks one of the audience members who had stood up and who had very comprehensive insurance and they asked this person, okay, so tell me why are you so into your insurance? Why do you have such comprehensive coverage? And this audience member said, well, when I was 13 years old, my mother passed away, which left our family in complete financial disarray. And um, since then I've been really paranoid and made sure that I have insurance for everything so that that doesn't happen again. Everyone went silent. We were like, oh, my God. And the presenter said, oh, okay, that's a valid reason, and then moved on. We're sitting there going, oh, my God, this poor person just shared a really heart-wrenching story in front of the whole group, and you've just gone, all right, whatever, move on. It was awful, and this leads me to public speaking mistake to avoid number four, not having any empathy for your audience. Maya Angelou once said, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. If you want to have a really impactful presentation, you've got to make people feel something, right? So this includes feeling excited, feeling inspired, or feeling really, really sad which happened to a number of people at this particular presentation. And the person, the audience member who shared that heart-wrenching story, 
actually said at the end of the presentation, said, can we talk about something happy now? I feel really sad. Literally said that out loud in front of everyone. Man, that is not something you want someone to say at the end of your presentation. Now, I'm not saying you can't share anything sad or moving because sometimes if we want to make an impact, we do need to share sad stories. So you can share some moving stories or or, or sad or, or heartbreaking stories, but it's always a good idea to end on a positive, uplifting note or something hopeful for the future. You know, what can we do to improve our situation? You know, this is times are bad or this is this is like a problem now, but hey, here's what we can do to to fix it. You know, you give someone an uplifting, positive note to end your presentation. So that's one thing you can do. And to also to avoid public speaking mistake number four, um, which was not have any empathy for your audience. I want you to think about your audience and have empathy for how they might be feeling. I mean, how would you feel if you were in the audience? What would you like to walk away with at the end of the talk? I've actually done an entire podcast episode on making it all about your audience. It's actually called Why You Shouldn't Make It All About You. And that's um, episode 119. You should check it out. It'll help you to be less nervous as well when you make it less about you and have empathy for your audience. You can find it at thecmethod.com slash notaboutyou. That's thecmethod.com slash notaboutyou. All right, so that was a mistake to avoid number four having empathy or not having empathy for your audience. Okay, back to my story. No, I'm still not done yet. I'm still not done. It gets better. I was actually one of the people who sat down first when this presenter said, who doesn't have life insurance? Because I don't. I don't have any children. I don't see the point in having life insurance at this point in my life. So I sat down with a a few of the other people. And after the talk, the presenter comes up to me and I swear to God, he the first thing he says was, hey, want to buy some life insurance? And I replied straight back, hey, want some help preparing for your next presentation? And the speaker had a bit of a laugh because they knew what I did. They know that I'm a speaking coach and, and trainer and they kind of laughed it off, but I wasn't really laughing. I wasn't really impressed at all. Hard selling to your audience members right after you've made them feel really awkward and uncomfortable and sad. Wow. I probably should make that mistake to avoid number five, but I'd like to think that that's not something that you would do, dear listener, because if you did, then you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You'd be off hard selling your audience members. Okay, so that's my story for you of of that particular presentation that I wasn't really impressed with. And there were four clear mistakes there that are fairly easy to avoid, but I think it's good to give you that little reminder. So firstly, not preparing for your presentation. Secondly, admitting that you haven't prepared for your presentation. Number three, involving the audience in a way that makes them feel a little bit awkward and uncomfortable. And number four, not having any empathy for your audience. Now, I know I've been really, really hard on this presenter and a lot of those mistakes stemmed from the fact that they hadn't prepared in the first place. Because like I said at the start, when we don't prepare, we tend to get stressed and we also then revert to um, some habits or traits that aren't very productive or not very effective. So for example, if we're not prepared and we're stressed, sometimes we might talk really, really fast because we're trying to fill in space and we're a little bit worried about looking like we haven't prepared. 
Or we might get really, really serious and we can't lighten up and it means that we come across as being maybe arrogant or a bit too firm or a bit forceful. That can happen as well. Then other times if we haven't prepared, we might go the opposite way and we might stammer and stutter and look really unsure of ourselves. Not preparing really is probably one of the biggest mistakes that you can make when it comes to speaking because that just creates a domino effect of a bunch of other mistakes that then just leads from one thing to another. So if there's one thing that you take from this podcast, it is to prepare for your presentation. And I do have a template actually to help you prepare for that if you're staring at a blank page and you have no idea where to start. I have some resources for you. I have a speech template. It's at thecmethod.com slash speech template. Simply download that and it'll help you to prepare for any presentation. I use it for all of mine. So definitely worth getting if you are looking to be more effective when you speak. Okay, and that almost wraps this week's episode. Oh, I do need to mention that my public speaking masterclass is happening in Melbourne this Sunday. This Sunday. I'm so excited. We do have a few spots left. It is a small group training, so it has sold pretty quickly. Uh, We have a few spots left, so don't forget to register if you are in Melbourne and you are keen to come to that workshop. It's this Sunday, 3rd of December all day in Melbourne, um, public speaking masterclass where we'll help you to prepare a presentation. You'll get to practice it in front of the group. You'll get high level feedback from myself and from the rest of the group. It'll be super supportive and you'll learn powerful tools and techniques for overcoming your fear and building your confidence as well. We'll be able to get through a lot because it is a full day. So I cannot wait. Go to thecmethod.com slash events. That's thecmethod.com slash events to find out more information and to register. Now, if you are listening to this podcast sometime in the future and you've missed the workshop and you're very upset, which I'm sure you are, you can go to that link anyway, thecmethod.com slash events, because I will put links there to all the workshops and events that I will be speaking at. I'm constantly updating that so you can keep checking up, uh, checking that link to see what is coming up. Or join my email list where you'll be the first to hear of upcoming events and get special discounts and offers too. So to do that, you go to thecmethod.com and sign up for any of the freebies there, including the speech template, which I just mentioned. So jump on that mailing list to get first notification of events. Otherwise, I will see you this Sunday. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. And if you won't be there, then I hope to see you next time. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I feel like I went off on a little bit of a rant, but not too ranty, I hope. hope it was still, still valuable. <laughs> Keep on being awesome and I will talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.